You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, this is another episode of Life Repurposed, and I want to thank you for joining me today as we talk about a topic that's on my heart. I had a blank slate in my podcast lineup, which usually means I'm planning to have a spot for me to share what's on my mind. Often that's inspired by current events, but this time I really didn't know what I wanted to talk about. Sometimes the thoughts that are on my mind are not things that I really should express out loud, so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And the other night, I woke up at 4 a.m. and I couldn't fall back asleep, and I was just wrestling with thoughts going through my mind and just that not being able to sleep because you just can't get something out of your head. So it was that weird middle area where I'm not really sleeping, but yet I'm kind of sleeping. And so I was sort of aware that I wasn't sleeping, but yet it felt like a dream. It was just kind of weird. So during those early hours of the morning, I was half dreaming and I was working on a podcast episode in my dream. And I was typing out the outline and I wrote the title and the title said, I'm giving up my rights. And I was getting ready to record it when I woke up. So then it's like, okay, that wasn't really an episode, but maybe it's supposed to be an episode because it has been something that's been on my mind. And since that dream or half dream time early in the morning, it's still been on my mind. And it all started from what I've been reading lately. And when my data processing brain takes that input and it mixes it with the input of social media and news and stuff like that, I end up at 4 a.m. with thinking sessions, I guess. So I've been studying a textbook with a couple of friends, and we've been talking about what it means to live conformed to Jesus's mindset and just live out the way he lived and the way his followers lived in the New Testament. And the book is based on the writings of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament of the Bible. And I'll be linking to that book in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 53. And I'll be talking about it a little bit more at the end of this episode too. But as I think about a repurposed life, I can definitely say that I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. And that brings me to today's topic. And I do want to talk about the topic that came up at 4 a.m. in my dreams, and that is that I'm giving up my rights. Whoa, you say, what does that mean? Okay, there have been so many critical posts on social media directed toward people who have chosen to take one position or another that sacrifices something for the sake of other people. And I've seen comments that have to do with accusing those people of laying down their American rights as if they were cowards for not standing up and defying whatever the request was. I'm intentionally steering away from any specific issue right now and not giving you an example because that isn't the point of this at all. The point is, what does it mean to give up our rights? Is it truly un-American to do so? Am I called to hold my ground at all costs because it opens the door for a hostile takeover of my freedom? Or is there another script that I can play? I've wrestled with it and I've come to the conclusion that really isn't all that popular, but I'm okay with being a weirdo. So I believe that the only way to wake up Jesus's followers and make a difference is to change our mindset. And the only way for that to happen might 
be for us to get out of our comfort zones and to be launched into a situation where we're pushed into action. What is action? Action is loving people. So I'm talking action based on Jesus's actions and not like activism. So I just want to make that really clear that I'm not talking about activism. I'm not talking about going out with signs and picketing. Um, There's a place for that, but I'm talking about action and that action specifically is loving people. So let's talk about what it might look like to be repurposed to love people. I happen to believe that unfavorable circumstances are what cause us to wake up and change. I think if life is too comfortable, we don't really develop a faith with any firm foundation. And it's the unfavorable things that we go through that often cause us to wake up and to challenge us to change. So here's a question I'd like to pose. If those in government are favorable to a Christian point of view, does it help or hurt the cause of Christ in the long run? It isn't as obvious as we might think. So I'm challenging you along with me to think about it. When the governing leaders are favorable to a Christian point of view, it seems as if Christians start to sit back and wait for the government to take care of everything, to take care of people, to set policies that align with the Bible. But I think we get lazy. I think we begin to hope the government's going to do what we have been called to do when it comes to taking care of people around us, to reaching out, to making a difference, to making change. So the conversations and passion start to center around political issues instead of around biblical ones, and then we lose sight of what it means to live like Jesus. So we become really passionate about issues and not so passionate about loving people. And they look different, and our actions are different. The point of a lot of Paul's writing in the New Testament letters was that we give up what is rightfully ours in favor of benefiting someone else. So here are some of Paul's examples in the New Testament letters that he wrote to the churches that I've been looking at in the study I've been doing with friends. One is he gave up certain foods when eating with groups of people so he wouldn't make it difficult for them even though he had the right to eat whatever he wanted to and they had they had different customs. He renounced his right to financial support so it wouldn't burden others. He gave up his rights to status or a title. He gave up some of his freedom and even ended up in prison. He couldn't separate love from faith, so he conducted himself with love because it went along with his faith. He encouraged others to build them up and not to tear them down. He didn't seek retaliation even when it was due. He focused on others more than self. He suffered hardship emotionally, financially, physically, and spiritually for the sake of others. Paul sought the good of others first. So when you think about it, you know, it sounds a lot like Jesus when we're describing how Paul lived. And so that was the whole point was that he was living the way Christ would live and encouraging others to live that way too. So the letters he wrote to the churches that ended up becoming books in our Bible are letters that were encouraging them to live like Jesus as well. I want to read you a little excerpt from one. This letter was to the people in Galatia, and so it's called Galatians. This is chapter 5, and Paul wrote this in his letter. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up with this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. 
But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. I don't want to preach a sermon here, but stick with me because the idea of living in a way of giving up rights is a transformational way of thinking that can't be discussed without some scripture. When I think of it, there's nothing happening in our world right now that I could process without looking through the lens of scripture. That's just my worldview, and it should shape my actions, not just my opinions. So if my worldview is living the way Jesus lived, I have to look at the words from the Bible that explain to me how to live. So I'm not giving up a paycheck. So when I talked about Paul's rights and he gave up the right to be compensated, I'm not giving away everything I own. So I'm not literally living out all of these things, but it's the principle of it. It's the idea and the example. And so it's in those little choices in the day-to-day things where I'm making those decisions. So it's not about just being crazy And although maybe that's what God would call me to do at some point, but uh, I'm not giving up my citizenship as an American. I'm thinking more about what it means to give up some of my rights for the sake of benefiting someone else. So when I think about what I say to someone else, how would that change if I filtered it through scripture? Here's another one that I'd like to read to you from one of Paul's letters. And this is from Romans. In Romans chapter 15, he says, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other, just as Christ accepted you, so that God will be given glory. How's that for some heavy stuff to focus on in the middle of the night when I'm dreaming about writing a podcast episode? When I check my attitude and I look at my discussions with my husband, with friends, with family, I have to ask if I'm motivated by love or by claiming my rights. I love to argue, and so there are times where I get defensive and I'm just claiming my rights instead of thinking in loving ways. So when I ask myself that question and I do some self-examination, I come up with a really simple conclusion. Sheesh. That's hard. It is hard. It's hard to live the way that Jesus would want us to live. So I'm sharing this episode because this is what I'm really being challenged with in my own life. And it's something I'm wrestling with and not something I've mastered. And so I'm sharing it because together, I think we could learn how to live in a different way. What we say and what we do is a representation of Jesus. If we are calling ourselves Christians, we're a representation of Jesus. If you're listening and you're not a Christian and you're like, I don't take that label, then just listen along. This is what the Word of God says Christians should be like. And so I'm giving you permission to hold me to that standard, to living the way Scripture says I should live. If my actions don't model Jesus' actions, then it isn't only my message that's destroyed, it's His message that's destroyed. So it's not my message. 
if I'm sharing truth from scripture and I want people to know about the hope they find there, if I don't act that way outside of what I'm saying when I'm talking about scripture, then I totally destroy the credibility of the gospel message. Who wants to follow Jesus if his followers read God's word and then toss it aside? My attitudes are not Christ-like many days, and oftentimes I want to claim my rights and I want to defend my choices. But can we find any defense for hatred? Can we find any defense for speaking unkindness, for calling names? There's absolutely no context where anyone who claims to follow Jesus could justify the use of meanness or name-calling, no matter how bad we think someone is, or no matter how bad we think their opinion is, or how misguided they might be. We cannot find justification for using harsh words and unkindness. The final scripture that I want to share with you today is from Philippians 2, more words from Paul. This one's encouraging, and it also has an example for us. It says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The question we can ask ourselves is, who will bow at the name of Jesus because of my actions and my speech, or the written words I put on a page, or I put in a blog post, or I put on social media? It's painful to know that there will be some people who run away from Jesus because of my actions, who maybe have done that in the past. And I apologize for that, because there were times that I willingly have put angry words out there, and I take responsibility for that because there is no excuse for that. All I can do now is to move forward and think. And, you know, it's like a day-to-day thing. There are going to be days where I have to, like, take a step back and say that wasn't like Jesus, and I have to confess that, and I have to turn around again. And It's just about continuing to orient ourselves in the right direction and into the mindset of Jesus. A repurposed life is one that demonstrates the attitude of Christ, even toward people who we see as potentially our enemies. So my question is, will you join me in giving up our rights for the sake of others? I mentioned the book that I've been studying with friends. It's a textbook by college professor Michael Gorman, and it's called Cruciformity, Paul's Narrative Spirituality of the Cross. I'll give you a link in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 53 if you want to learn more about that. This book uses a term the author and other writers have used to explain the idea of living conformed or shaped by the crucified Christ— And that means to be conformed to the mindset of Jesus as modeled by Paul. 
So it's kind of a heavy read, but if you really want to get into a study of what the whole concept means, it's an excellent resource that shakes up some of the way I have always thought about things. And so that term, cruciformity, being conformed to Christ, it it really is about being shaped and changed in a way that we don't go back to how we once were when we begin to live for Christ. The idea in the book is that it all comes down to being motivated by love. And really, what I read just a little bit earlier in this episode from Galatians about the idea of loving other people, um, Jesus talked in Matthew about loving God and loving others, and those are the two commands he gave. But in Galatians, Paul narrows it down even more to just the idea that we're motivated by loving other people. Jesus went to the cross because of love, and he gave up his right for our sake. And so this book really gets into the heavy part of what the New Testament talks about and what that means, and um, talks about things like when I read a verse that talked about the law. Well, what is the law? You know, it's like the law of God is not the law of America. And so it gets into a lot of that. So like I said, you'll find a link at michellerayburn.com slash 53 so that you can find that book called Cruciformity. Next week, I have two guests on the show to talk about reconciling mother and daughter relationships. So some of the principles about giving up our rights apply there and how we relate in those family relationships with one another. So you definitely want to check in next week to get that interview. And speaking of relationships, before you go, have you picked up a copy of my new book yet? It's called Classic Marriage, Staying in Love as Your Odometer Climbs. In that book, my husband and I talk about our own story, along with helpful tips and staying married for the long haul. Well, actually, I share the ideas, and Phil provides his own commentary, which I think you'll find entertaining because he has a very dry sense of humor. So I encourage you to check out the link in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 53. I will see you next time. Bye for now. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. 